0: We are in the dawn of a new era. Life of Crimson Tide football after Nick Saban begins today. Kaylin DeBoer, your new head coach, your 28th head coach for the University of Alabama. Crimson Tide pin has been put to pay for the contract, has been signed. The long way is over. Kaylin DeBoer. Your new head coach is expected to arrive at the Tuscaloosa Regional Airport at about 8.27 p.m. He's expected to have an introductory press conference tomorrow at 1 p.m. as he's introduced in as your new head football coach for Bama football. You're rocking and rolling right now on the hottest show in the streets! A Friday TGIF edition of the show. In my own words, George Shrewley, Steven Smith of Touchdown, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Happy to have you guys in here. We bring you the show from the magic city of Birmingham. We stream this to you through YouTube. Speaking of a channel, you know what time it is. A new head coach for Bama. We're still in my own words bringing you nonstop. Bama, you hit that subscribe button. You get locked in, locked on to all of your Bama content right now. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button as well. Give us that thumbs up. Show us the love. Tap the like button. Appreciate all of you guys. The Daily Super Chat Go, $100. Daily Super Chat Go, $100 right there. We appreciate that from you. We want to hear from all of you tonight. Do you love the hire? Do you not like it? Are you indifferent about it? The future of Tide Football, line us up with your phone calls, 205-448-1358. And I'm gonna call in to get to let your voice be made known. 205-448-1358. One more time, 205-448-1358. Want to hear from you. got show some love to my man, Bill! Bill from New York dropping the $5 donation in the bucket. Helping us out right there. Without further ado, John, let's get into the conversation. It happened today, people. It happened. We were waiting for it. When was Greg Byrne going to make the hire official? When was the hire going to be made known for Alabama's new head football coach to push us into the post Nick Saban era that happened today as a new man is taking us into a new era of Alabama football. That new man, Kalen DeBoer, 49 years of age, leaving Washington to become the next head coach of the Alabama football Crimson Tide, the 28th head coach in Alabama football history. The job, the masterclass of a job done. Greg Byrne with Nick Saban and the godfather of college football, Jimmy Sexton, uh, working behind the scenes. Jimmy Sexton, who represents just about everybody in college football, the the three-headed trio of Byrne, Saban, and Sexton getting this done. Greg Byrne going to the Pac-12 and pulling a coach from Washington to come to Alabama to kick off this post-Nick Saban era for the Crimson Tide. This is huge as paying up DeBoer or k in DeBoer, excuse me, taking over for one Nick Saban. Succeeding Nick Saban in uh, now coaching Alabama, coaching the Crimson Tide. PN was put to paper today. Contract was today. The agreement was today, and it was crazy how, it was crazy how DeBoer was supposed to have had an interview with the Seattle radio station. He canceled the interview. And so once he canceled that interview, I kind of knew something was up there. Remember, guys, on Wednesday show, in Wednesday's show, De DeBoer was the final name I mentioned to you guys. Watch him. I was told by several of my close sources deep within the program, Steven, this Kaelin DeBoer, keep your eyes on him. He's a name to watch. And how quickly did did this guy go from a wild card, a possibility, to a hot name, and now the name that's taking the job. So much has happened. Dan Lanning, you thought, but he stays in Oregon. Mike Norvell, you thought, Florida State gives him a bigger deal. Steve Sarkisian, we thought bigger deal than from Texas, and then other people just started backing out, backing out. But Jimmy Sexton, working the magic, getting clients paid, and then his client De DeBoer walks out of here with the job as Alabama's head football coach to push us into the post Nick Saban era. So we're going to learn something here. About Coach DeBoer right now, as his credentials are on screen. So, Kangan DeBoer, 49 years of age. Here is a guy that is a uh, native of South Dakota, so South Dakota native, 49 years old. He's made a difference at every program he's been at. DeBoer has been a winner wherever he's been at. He's been a culture changer, a culture starter, tough minded. Offensive-oriented, but wherever he's gone, fiery, strong recruiter, wherever he's gone, he's won it. Whether it was at an NAIA program like like So Falls and DeBoer there, a three-time NAIA champion at So Falls, then he goes to Fresno State, has a lot of success there with the Bulldogs and the Western Athletic Conference, and then he goes to Washington. Before he got to Washington in 2022, the Huskies were an absolute train wreck. They were four and eight in 2021. DeBoer gets there in 2022 and turned that thing around fast. We're talking 25 and three as a head coach in two years. We're talking this past season 14 and one wins the Pac-12 championship got Washington back into the college football playoff for the first time since 2016, got it in the college football playoff national championship game. This is De DeBoer, but has produced a two-time 4,000-yard quarterback in Michael Pinnock Jr., who will get drafted to play pro ball. He produced a 1,000-yard back last year, produced two 1,000-yard receivers. I mean, Washington... Very, very, very good offensive team just a season ago and throughout for two years under De DeBoer. So, he's a longtime offensive mind. But here's a guy that worked his way up from wide receivers coach to uh, quarterback coach to offensive coordinator, head coach. He's worked his way for the ranks as an offensive mind. One of the most skilled guys out there. And I know people thought, Dan Lanning. I know people thought Steve Sarkeesian. Here's a guy in De DeBoer who's beaten both of them. He beat Dan Lanning twice. Very hard to beat a coach twice. De DeBoer beat Dan Lanning twice. Caglin DeBoer beat Steve Sarkeesian in the CFP semifinal matchup, that being the Sugar Bowl there between Washington and Texas. So DeBoer Real deal here, offensive mind, very good recruiter, has risen his way through the ranks, and he's been able to do a lot with a little. He's been able to produce a lot with a little. So it's going to be fun to see what he does here in terms of Alabama football. Now, for, for me personally, on paper, if you're Greg Byrne, the first part of this thing, good job. Strong job. Good hire. Now, of course, as Alabama fans, you guys, I myself as an Alabama football consumer, we want to see the product come to fruition on the field. We do. On paper, it looks good. On paper, looks nice. And, yes, Nick Saban had a hand in this hire. So, for a lot of us saying, you know, if Saban had a hand in it, you know, trust Coach Saban. He had a hand in it. Absolutely. But at the same time, it's once we get this brother on the field, let's see what this product can produce here. The big thing is we know college football has transitioned to an offensive game. He's an offensive mind, Cain and DeBoer. This is going to be very nice here, what we could get. So did Greg Byrne make the right move on paper? Yes. On paper, home run. On paper, big time. But for us that study the game of football we want to see when it gets on the field how does it work on the field because it's one thing to coach at washington it's one thing to coach at fresno state it's a whole different ball game when you come to the sec it's a whole different ball game when you come to the southeastern conference most importantly it's a whole different ball game when you come to the University of Alabama, the place where legends are made, the Crimson Tide. And it's a whole other ball game when you accept the responsibility to come directly behind the legend in Nick Saban. So, big shoes here for Cagan DeBoer to feel. I think it's a good hire. I think it's a strong move. I'm going to use a user word I've never used before. I think it is an exquisite hire. But it's going to come down to, one: once we get this man on the field, how does it turn out on the field? How does it turn out recruiting? How does it turn out developing? How does it turn out coaching? How does it turn out on the field? But the dawn of a new era has started. Kalen DeBoer is your new head coach. For Alabama football. We're gonna take our first break here, people. Don't touch that down. When we get back, I want to hear from you. What are you feeling about this? How are you feeling about this? I want your energy, I want your passion, I want it right after this. <laughs>
1: I'm Alec Moore. you're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith on Touchdown Alabama's YouTube channel.
2: Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch.
0: And we are back into the action here, folks, from the break number one ticket for your Bama football news in my own world, George Truly, Stephen Smith, TDA, Kalen DeBoer your new head coach for Alabama football. Coming over from Washington, DeBoer has now released a statement on social media. Happy about being a part of the Alabama football program. Caleb Odom, four-star tight in for Bama, ready to get to work with DeBoer. Malachi Moore, defensive back, who chose to return for a fifth year. He's excited to work with DeBoer. Now the players pumped up for this opportunity right here. But what do you feel like as the fans? We're going to get to your phone calls. We got to show some love to my man J.D. Long one time that $9.99. Driving that in the Super Chats. Appreciate that from J.D. You go to the phone lines and take your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Now to call in 205-448-1358. You're live on the show. What's happening, how we feel, and state your name, and where you calling from?
3: you doing, Steve? This is Nicholas Johnson from Mobile, Alabama. How you doing?
0: Nicholas, doing well, man. Dawn of a new era for Alabama football. How are you?
3: I'm a lot better, man. I mean, as you know, the past couple of days have been pretty rough. But today, I've got some good news. Of course, Kevin DeBoer, new head coach, I'm doing pretty good, man.
0: De DeBoer in here. I know a lot of people not don't know much about him. Of course, like I said, 49 years of age. He's been a winner wherever he has gone In every program he's gone. He turned Washington around extremely fast. And it's almost like, remember when Coach Saban first got to Alabama? 2007 was kind of rough there. 2008, things started trending forward. Then 09, you win the championship. It's kind of like DeBoer at Washington. 2000, you know, 2021 was a train wreck. 2022, you know, he gets some to, You know, 11 wins. This past season, they win the Pac-12. They're back in the college football playoff. So, kind of similar there to Nick Saban in a way.
3: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, every program he's been to, he's made them a winner. And you got to think about – of course, this modern-day college football is very offensive-heavy, so the fact we got an offensive-minded head coach, like, is very well-advantaged. And if you're thinking about it, like, I'm interested to see the staffs and how, like, him and Greg Byrne work out the staffs 'cause because his O.C., I believe his name is Ryan Grubbs. He was pretty uh, helpful in the offices. And then, of course, the O-line, I think that yeah, actually did with the Joe Moore Ward. General they did. Ward. So I'm thinking, like – we got to bring their own line coach in because I know you've been very vocal about Eric Walford not being the best offensive line this, this year. So, I'm just very interested to see how this staff is going to shape up. But, of course, for the defense side, I'm hoping and praying that we're back T-Rod. I just feel like he'll be a great defense, defense coordinator. What do you, what do you think?
0: I, I, look, I look at Nicholas. This is the next big move. The first big move by Greg Byrne, you got the coach in here. Now, the next move is uh, – who, who do you have uh, for DeBoer to bring in from his staff from Washington? And who do you keep that's on the current staff? Now, if DeBoer is talking about bringing in his offensive coordinator, wide receivers coach, O-line coach, then this is about to get real interesting. Uh, it's going to get real in- if he brings that staff in there with him. Now, as far as defense is concerned, The number one name, and Alabama knows this, but number one name they're trying to make sure they keep under contract is T-Rob. They're going to try to bump up Travis Robinson to D.C., uh, still have him coach the secondary, but bump him up to D.C. Because T-Rob, not just the coach and the developer that he is, which he's done a phenomenal job with that. But T-Rob's the main guy keeping these recruiting classes together right now. So, right. you got to keep that brother on staff. You got to. So, I think that that's the first name you got to keep under contract. Now, w- 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 when you look at Freddie Roach and guys like Robert Gillespie and others, how many of those guys do you keep on staff? We will see. And I'll get into that topic later on here in the show. But the very next move here for Greg Byrne is going to be who do you keep on staff currently and how many people does DeBoer bring in with him from Washington?
3: Right, right. Now, also, I want to get your opinion on this. I've been seeing this go around, but I'm not sure if you've seen this. But, of course, with Coach Saban, like, how can you honor the GOAT, like the greatest of all time? And if you look at other colleges, like with uh, Duke, Coach K, they gave him the court. If you look at Florida, they gave Steve spur the field. So, how do you feel about Brian Denny Stadium and Nick Saban Field? How do you think that sounds?
0: I've I, I've actually thought of, I, I've thought about this so much. I've actually thought about it being Brian, Nick Saban Field at Bryant Denny Stadium. I, I've thought about that the, the whole time. Nick Saban Field at Bryant Denny. I thought about I thought about naming some of the buildings or a building on campus after him. I, I thought about the, the players complex, Nick Saban Athletic Complex, or Nick Saban Players Complex. I, I, I've had so many thoughts. Going through my mind these last couple of days of uh, what buildings can you take to honor Coach Saban with, or do you make it Nick Saban Field at Bryant-Denny Stadium?
3: Yeah, of course, but no forgiveness. That's got to get that statue from here. But I appreciate the call, man. Love the show.
0: Absolutely. Nicholas from Mobile calling in to start us off on a Friday. We're going to grab this call. You're live on the show. What's happening, how we feel, and state your name, and where you calling from?
2: Hey, this is Steven. This is Corey from Trustful. How are you doing tonight? Doing great, Corey.
0: I know a lot of
2: people are
0: at the Tuscaloosa Regional Airport waiting on the plane that carries Kaylin DeBoer to touchdown.
2: Well, I'm very excited about this hire. Um, You couldn't have asked for probably a better hire to to get. Um, There's a few things I want to run by here. Um, One, do you think there's still the possibility that we can get Ryan Williams back, and probably Isaiah Bond back as our wide receivers. So, so,
0: so, so Corey, I look at this. There's a, there's a legit shot to get Ryan Williams back. What Kay, what De DeBoer has done with wide receivers at Washington has been big time, and I feel like with this being the hire, I feel like Alabama's got a legit shot to get Ryan Williams back on board for this 2024 class. Now, for Isaiah Bond – that may be a bit tougher seeing how he's visiting Texas this weekend, visiting Steve Sarkeesian. That may be harder. So I think the easier route would be getting Ryan Williams back on board.
2: Do you think, um, like, we've all seen the DeBoer do well offensively. How do you feel about him on defense? Because uh, – I didn't watch Pac-12 football a lot, but defensively is not the strongest thing in the Pac-12. How do you think he will adjust defensively in the SEC?
0: I feel like the number one thing here, Corey, for that's going to be you're going to have to bump up t Roth, the defensive coordinator. T- uh, Javaris Robinson's already at Alabama. He's already on the coaching staff. He's been around – couple of years now, you're going to have to bump up T-Rob. T-Rob has D.C. experience coming from South Carolina. He did that from 2016 to 2020. It's time to bump up T-Rob. He's been great with the secondary. He's a guy that everybody in that building respects right now. He's the one that's keeping a lot of these recruits together, a lot of his team together. So if you're Greg Byrne, that's the name you bump up the D.C., you bump up T-Rob. And last thing I'll say
2: here, with no matter who stays and who goes from the, from the roster, would you agree the expectation doesn't change is competing for a national title this year? Because we still got the talent to do it. I mean, yes, I know some of the even before Saving retired, there were some players that were going to be pushed out due to the over limited roster players. But but because some of the players transferred out because of and retired, don't you agree we still got enough pieces and talent to compete for a national title because This is a great hire that we got, and the expectation is still the same. Just maybe not the same clip that Saban did, but still got the talent to to compete for a national title, as the standard still is always at Alabama. Corey, when, when you
0: look at this Alabama roster, this will be arguably, if not the best, this will be this will arguably be the best roster in college football for 2024. When you look at you're bringing back offensively three of your offensive linemen. You're bringing back three of your top five running backs from last year. You're bringing back four quarterbacks on the roster. You're bringing back all of your tight ends except one. So, offensively, you're going to have one of the best rosters, if not the best roster in college football. Defensively, you got your top linebacker back in, in Deontay Lawson. You got Malachi Moore back. You got, yes, you lost Justin be on the defensive line, but you got several defensive linemen coming back. I think, I think honestly, yes, the schedule is going to be tough with Oklahoma and Texas coming in here, and you got the 12-team playoff. But just the roster itself, core—you're looking at a national championship roster.
2: Yeah, I agree. And uh, with having Georgia, as a, having a week before Georgia, and have, and before LSU, and having the Iron Bowl at home is a big deal. And and with the 12-team playoff, you can afford to take a loss or two because. I'm not saying that you want to do that, but you have a little more room for error. That way, you're not sweating it out coming the the um, week of the uh, the playoff selection.
0: Absolutely, it's going to be fun, Corey, and it's going to all start in the A Day game coming up. But also tomorrow, when Kane and DeBoer has his introductory press conference, one p.m. on tomorrow. Appreciate Corey from Trustville with this call right there. We take this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How are we feeling? State your name. Where you calling from?
4: Yeah, my name is Randy. I'm calling from LA.
0: Randy, what's going on, man? How you feeling?
4: I'm feeling good. I like the higher. You know, I just want to talk about what I admire about both men because um Caleb DeBoer he probably could have got the same salary at Washington and just lived his life, you know, being, you know, a big fish in a probably I say a small pond, but like when you go to Alabama, he wanted this. Like, you know, he wants the spotlight, he wants the the challenge, and I, I like that about him, you know, so I look forward to it. You know, um, I think Isaiah Bond really needs to think about, you know, transferring because, you know, some of these kids, they just don't understand. Like you want to be able to leave your school and then come back and still be treated respectfully and just beloved. And Isaiah Bond is a legend right now just because of that one play. So if he comes back, You know, he accepts the challenge and he puts on a good year. It's probably going to be a more pass-friendly offense. You know, he's going to be treated like a god for the rest of his life probably in Alabama, you know, in Tuscaloosa. So, you know, I just hope he rethinks that, you know. And um, what I admire about Saban is, like, I used to criticize him for this because I felt like with his hires, he never hired – like, he never went to the NFL and just – picked out coordinators and just said, here, you guys run the team, let me just worry about recruiting. He wanted to control everything, and the moment he couldn't do that, and he realized he couldn't do that, you know, he walked away, and you just got to respect that, and that's what I admire about him. Like, he could have just sat back, let younger people run the team, kind of like Joe Paterno did a little bit, and just, you know, live like a king but now you know he gets to enjoy his life and he's still a champion forever so you know i just respect him and i wish him the best in his endeavors and i hope he just you know enjoys you know retirement
0: absolutely appreciate randy calling in from la giving us his thoughts on the show on a friday we're gonna grab this call you're live on the show what's happening how we feel and state your name and where you calling from
5: Hey, what's going on, Steve? This is Tobias out in Fresno.
0: Tobias, brother, man. How are we feeling right now?
5: Man, I'm so excited. I don't know what to do, man. Sorry, I I haven't been able to look at the shows or nothing like that, man. I just kind of scrolled through YouTube, man, after we lost, uh, you know, and um, the way that went down because we really should have won that game, had a chance to win that game. It was against a great team, Congrats to Michigan, but I still felt like, man, um, Michigan must have been a team of destiny for us to go in that game. We made a lot of mistakes, but we had been saying that all year long. And, you know, really what made that even worse was was the fact that we had talked about it all year long, about, you know, um, that kid, he, he transferred out. He's going to Ohio State. You know, it was a bad snapping all year long. So it was all that kind of stuff. So, hand you down. Then you're like, well, Okay. You look at the next game, and boom, Washington puts it on Texas. And what was crazy about that game, too, Steve, is that the narrative was all about Texas and how Washington wasn't going to be able to stand up to that big D line and all of that kind of stuff. But what did Washington do? They controlled the game. They almost lost it at the end with with a a few uh, bad mistakes. But when you really look at how that game was played, it was a clean game. The scheme is tight. Wasn't a lot of mistakes until, like, the end, like I said. Then when you watch the national championship game, the first series, Steve, I don't know about you, but I was like, oh, Lord, is this going to be another TCU scenario? Because Michigan just marched right down the field. I realized that Michigan was going to be bigger uh, than them, you know, up front. But, man, I'm I'm looking at good coaching it because they was down, like, 17 to 3. And then all of a sudden, you know uh, – Phoenix couldn't get it together, a few overthrows. But I was just impressed with the way they played that game, um, even the way their defense, which was much smaller um, and less athletic than Michigan's uh, team, how they how they fought. And I'm like, man, this guy, I already knew he was good because, you know, I'm out here in Fresno. So what he did at Fresno State, everyone down south and back east, hey, we, we just we, – you got DeBoer? You have a coach, and I'm hoping that the Alabama Nation don't start that foolishness like Florida and these other places complaining, uh, 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 all that crying and all- Stop it! So accept this man, pump him up. Don't say nothing stupid on these boards. Make, make create the create the atmosphere where every, all these kids want to be in Bama. But anyway, when, when I was, I was worried about the hire because they was talking about that dude in Florida state. And I was like, no way that, that, that man don't have the social and emotional capacity uh, to, to lead nothing. And uh, so I was really worried about that. I know we was talking about Kiffin, but I knew Kiffin had burnt his bridges um, to be able to come back to Bama. So it was, you know, kind of looking at that. Um, but man, when they said the boy, I said, man, we have a real coach. So I'm just letting everyone know. I mean, I'm excited about it. Um, I am concerned. One little concern, Steve, and you kind of mentioned it is going to be in the recruiting because we, we will keep our pipeline to California. Cause I'm telling y'all, every great quarterback in California, um, uh, we got an open pipeline. We already had with Bryce Lung, always had, we had it with in Hawaii. We have an open pipeline cause Washington, regularly recruits um, the Samoan nation, you know what I'm saying? And uh, all things Pacific Islander. So now we have that pipeline opened up as well, but I'm worried about the South. And so hopefully Tavares can stay on. Um, I know a coach has a right to bring in whoever he wants, but it's just not wise not to have someone on your – not someone. Actually, he needs a few people, Steve. I think you would agree with that. He needs to have two, three, four people, uh, whether they analysts or coaches, who can um, who can uh, recruit uh, the South and the East, and, of course, uh, try to create pipelines in the Big Ten areas as well. Last thing, I'm so, so, so uh, uh, happy to have lived and seen the legacy of uh, Coach Saban. So, man, because earlier, man, like I told you earlier this week after the championship game, I'm all sad. I'm like, oh, man, what are we going to do? Now we got to go through a whole offseason – I'm going to have to depend on Steve to come up with some content and, and the other guy who runs the other at Bama Station. I said, man, this is going to be a long off season. And then Coach Coach stepped away. I said, what? That's fake. That's fake news. That ain't real. I was like, no, ain't no way. And they said, yeah, it's real. So I was like, oh. Man. So then it was like pressure, man. But when it, this hire, I'm feeling so good right now. Nick Saban, greatest of all time. I just love listening to him talk ball and just talk his logic, man. They, they need to make him the czar. And I, I think what's going to happen is he's going to serve in, uh, like interference for DeBoer. He's going to connect him with all the donors, all the, the people that he needs to. The fact that Saban going to have an office there, I think that's a plus for DeBoer because Saban is not going to be trying to run your team. I don't see that in him. He's going to let you run your team. However, you have the best coach of all times right upstairs that you can go to at any time and, and navigate uh, some of the waters that happen um, in the South. And so I think — by the way, last thing, we talk about NIL. Nick Saban could drop 10 million into an NIL. So we're not going to be worried about NIL money or nothing like that. I think that what Saban's going to probably do is) um, kind of be like a, a manager. I think one of the other callers said that I, I not a manager on the team, but, you know, just out there um, and kind of creating kind of a new way to do college football. He's going to be out there getting the donors, getting the support, keeping that legacy alive. I agree with the last caller about um, uh, the kid that jumped into the portal. He needs to jump right back out of that portal. He is a legend, um, and, and I think – while we talk about the stadium names for uh, Nick Saban, they had a name. They can name name everything after him. They should. But here's the other thing. Last thing, and I get off the phone and I drop fifty dollars in too. Uh, so I encourage everybody to donate. Donate. But here's the thing. Terry Saban, she needs a statue. She needs something. Amen.
0: Amen. Yeah. That lady.
5: That lady is amazing, man. And what she brings, she's been an example um, of how to, how to, how just, they have just been a power couple. So I just want to say that, man. Anyway, i, I, I get off the phone and enjoy. I enjoy your show, man. Thanks for giving me a chance to, to get on here and vent, man. Cause I've been, I've been sad for two weeks, three weeks. You know what I'm saying? Trying to do all of the community work that I do here in Fresno, but just sad cause everything's going on and this has made me glad. And I gotta say, roll tide.
0: Appreciate my man Tobias calling in from Fresno. Before we jump back into calls, we got some super chats to roll out. So, John, here we go. We got Norris Jackson! Norris Jackson, a 999! Nine, Dropping that in the bucket there! Behind Norris Jackson, let's see, we got Nicholas Johnson with the 9.99, popping that love in there. And then we got my brother that just called to Tobias from Fresno with the 50-piece. He steps in there. Nicholas Johnson comes back. With the 4.99 in the super chats, appreciate that there from Nick. and then, oh man, we got Sweet Home Bama, Sweet Home Bama, with that 10 dollar donation. <laughs> Pip walking that in there, Sweet Home Bama, I and mean, that, that's it right there. The daily super chat goal of 100 dollars has been met. Appreciate all of you. The Bama Nation. All that support right there. We now jump back into the calls. You're live on the show. What's happening, how we feel And State your name and where you calling from. You're live on the show, caller.
6: Hi, Steven. How you doing, man? Bill from New York.
0: Bill, what's going on, man? How we feeling, man? Well,
6: you know, I'm a little less depressed and I want to thank you because, you know, like, it, it just hasn't been great, you know. The thing is, like Tobias touched on it. It, it. You know, we're gonna look back on this as a part of our lives that's gone. I mean, and it was so much fun, you know. And, and the thing with this hire, I, I'm I'm okay with it now after hearing you. Thing is, like sock was my hobby, my choice, but I knew what? there was no way. But Sock, you know, I, I, so, I, I can still see that Ohio State game with all those motions and Najee jumping into the end. So the guy's a genius. But look, man, I, I mean, Sexton went down there. They probably opened up another oil well and gave soccer a raise in order to stay. You know, and this guy, the main thing I hope about the, this, the, the bear is I, I hope he has personality. You know, I learned a long time ago in life that you can't put a price on originality. And, you know, even Kiffin, I know he's crazy, but, you know, he, he's like, he, he, he definitely has personality. You know, if this guy has it, he sure has the credentials. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I, I mean, he is going from, uh, to a different kind of offensive, offensive attack, you know. Uh, He had panics and everything. It's going to be a little different. You know, Milrow's a different kind of quarterback. But I'm going to say, when you were talking about all the areas we're going to improve, I think quarterback's going to improve, too. I can't see Milrow getting worse. It's his fourth year. He's older. He's experienced. He's played in the title game. Simpson has to be better, just having been there longer. And they got this kid coming up. So they're really deep in the quarterback room. And I think that alone gives us a chance, don't you?
0: I, I think. I think so. I think so, uh, Bill. I absolutely think that. And then you look at you returning. Three of you returning three of your offensive linemen from last year. You got Jaden Roberts back. You'll have Tyler Booker back. You have Elijah Pritchett back. Now, of course, you're gonna have to find your center, which you know Bama's got uh James Brockermai who can do that of uh, a just Bama recently got brought over a guy from the transfer portal from Texas AM, so th- they'll have right. they'll have a time finding out who the next center will be. But you got three of your offensive linemen back, you got three of your running backs back with Jam Miller, Justice Haynes, Richard Young. You got receivers back. You got tight ends back. So just on paper, offensively, this is going to be a phenomenal roster that Cain and DeBoer walks into. The main thing is just getting uh, Ryan Williams' five-star wide receiver commit back on board, which I think DeBoer will be able to do that.
6: That would be great. And, and, you know, I heard an interesting thing Saban said on uh, that ESPN interview that he – was basically putting, like, so much time into the defense that he wished he could have put more time into other units. So, I mean, like you said, you know, the Robinson would be good to have a a defensive coordinator like that. We'll see, Steven. Listen, even if we're horrible, you know what I mean? I'm just a Tide fan for the rest of my life, and thanks for making me feel better. Like I always tell you, you have the best show. It's not even close. I wish it was close. You know, I'd, I'd watch a few more shows. Nah, yours is the best. God bless and roll tide. Appreciate Bill from New York
0: calling in here on a Friday, giving his thoughts on the show. We take this call here. You're live on the show. What's happening? How are you feeling? State your name and where you calling from.
1: Hey, how's it going, Steve? It's Isaac from Odia.
0: Isaac, man, dawn of a new era. We're about to see the plane that carries Cagan DeBoer touchdown in Tuscaloosa. What are your thoughts?
1: I like it. I, I like it. I'm, I'm not gonna add like I know a lot about the man. I don't, but uh, from what I've seen, um, I think the the guy from Fresno he gave a great perspective um, on on the new coach. But you know, I, I see some fans. They not, you know, they they talking about recruiting and this and that. But I I feel like that's why Nick is hanging around. Right. You, you got to understand that. Nick is going to, and I heard somebody say this, I think the same guy said this, Nick is going to show him the ropes. This is how they do it in the South. Do, not, not tell him what to do, but, you know, advise him. This, this, right? So I think that, that we can find comfort in that. If, if Nick would have retired and, and went to Florida, went to his house in Florida, then it would have been like, oh my God. But the fact that he's hanging around and he's telling you he'll be around, he's going to mentor, well, you know, basically. Letting you know he's gonna mentor the new coach and all that. So I think I think we good. I don't think we had nothing to worry about. And you know, as far as the other coaches like Lane and Sark, I'm, I want to say this: with the transfer portal, it's it's making it easier for a coach to be able to build his own thing and make him want to stay. You got to think about it. Lane Kiffin just went what ten and two last year. He got the what number three-something transfer portal class this year. Man, with that schedule, old Lane Kiffin can go 11-1, 12-0 this this upcoming season. So, coaches don't have to leave necessarily to go to a bigger program. They can be the king of their own castle because of the new landscape of college football. You get what I mean?
0: Good point there. Good point. And
1: and, and like Mike Norvell, Steve, I'm going to tell you something about Mike Norvell. Any coach that a player can hop in the transfer portal for the bowl game, commit to another school, and then come back? Any coach that allows that, I do not want that coach coaching my team. And if you want to know who I'm referencing to, D.J. Lundy, y'all look it up. The linebacker that plays for Florida State, look it up. But anyway, moving on. Um, Isaiah Bunn, I just wish he would have waited, Steve. I just wish he would have just waited just wait. Just see who the coach
0: gonna did, didn't he transfer? I mean, didn't he hop in the portal before the announcement or was it after? Him? He hop, he hopped in the portal before the announcement, way like hours before.
1: Yeah, just, just wait, man. Cause hey, Steve, I'm gonna tell you if I'm a wide receiver and I just and I see that this is the coach and I look at what Rome O'Dunze just did, Steve, I'm rubbing my hands like bird, man. I ain't going nowhere.
7: For,
8: I mean, you, for real. For real.
1: What what old they just did at Washington? Why would I leave? I got a defense. I mean, I'm sorry. I got an offensive-minded coach. That's just like the DBs that come to Bama for who? Nick Saban, right? Right. So I I hope he's staying, but he should have just waited. Just just wait, Isaiah. You know, just hold on a minute. But I think I think Ryan is a good shot. We can get him back because I really believe Ryan loves Alabama. But you can't blame a kid for taking a step back, the head coach retire, wide receiver, coach leave. I mean, you can't blame him for, you know, saying, hold on a second, let me let me, you know, analyze what's going on. But I I, I really do think Ryan loves Alabama. So I think it's a good shot that we can get Ryan, and I hope we do. Um, but I'm excited, man. If he can if he can get some more out of Milro or whoever it is. <laughs> If it's not Rowe Julian Sand, or Ty Simpson, whoever the best man is. But I'm I'm excited for what, what the offense can look like. And I believe, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure he's smart enough to know, in order to keep this team intact, you got to keep some of your assistants. You can't come in there and clean house, or you're going you gonna to have mass exodus on your team. So I believe, you know, he's smart enough to know I need to keep T-Rob. I probably need to keep Robert Baller. I probably need to keep, you know, couple of these coaches around because if not, the team's going to be in shambles. So I, I think I think he's going to do that and I think we would be good. I think the future is bright. He's not going to be Nick Saban. Don't put that expectation on him. There's probably never going to be another Nick Saban. The closest person to Nick Saban, who I, in my opinion is Kirby Smart, probably won't win six championships. I don't think that's ever going to happen ever again. So just let the man be who he is. Don't try to make him coach Saban. And I think we'll be good. But I'm excited. Roll time.
0: Isaac from Mobile giving us his thoughts So on the show. We grabbed this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How are we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Hey, Steve. It's Blake calling back in. Blake, Blake, Blake. So, as we're getting ready to watch the plane, uh, touchdown in Tuscaloosa, the plane that's carrying the new Alabama head coach, Cain DeBoer of Washington. What's going through your mind right now? If what's going through my mind
9: is, hey man, Coach Saban is sticking around. That means he's still going to have his hands in things as far as coaching, coaching staff, and
0: recruit. Man, I'm good with it. I, look, Blake, I, I am when I heard from Reese Davis in the interview that Saban will have an office above the stadium. He's still going to be able to chew people out when he wants to. I I, I think Saber's going to have a role kind of like, I I guess, I guess uh, football operations coach. They'll create some type of a role for him.
7: Yeah, And, Steve,
9: a couple more things if you'll let me get them in. Uh, Do you think this will bring players back into the fold that were thinking about walking, walking away?
0: I think, I think it does. I, I think, number one, this gives you a shot to get Ryan Williams, the five-star wide receiver, commit back on board. It gives you a shot to possibly get uh, Isaiah Bond out of a transfer portal. But I think what's been cool is a lot of guys, a lot of older players on the team have stepped up and have talked to a lot of these young guys and have said, stay with it, don't jump ship. Stay together. We're so close to what we want, which is a national championship. Don't leave the ship. And I got to give a lot of credit to a lot of these older guys, Jalen Milrow, Ty Simpson, a lot of these older players. They have been galvanizing, getting these younger players to understand, do not jump ship. Because if Coach Saban believes in this, Coach, I'm going to ride with it. I mean, Co- Coach, Saber uh, had a ha- Coach Saber had a hand in Cain and DeBoer getting in here, and the godfather of college football, Jimmy Sexton, had a hand in K- Kang and DeBoer getting in here.
9: Like I said, if the GOAT believes in it, I'm not going to doubt it. There we go. And Blake, one more thing, Go ahead. Do you, think, do you think this opens the door now, more so now, just blows it wide open for Ty Simpson to get the starting job?
0: That that will that will come down, man, to spring ball, Blake. And This is going to be the most intriguing spring ball we've seen in a long time. This is going to come down to spring ball and to see which quarterback's the real cream. Well, thank you, Steve. Keep up the good work, man. Appreciate Blake calling in there to the show. We take this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How are we feeling? State your name. Where are you calling from?
7: Derek from Omaha.
0: Derek, man, how we feeling? How we doing?
7: I'm doing way better than I was, man. Hey,
8: um, I want to say this. You know, uh, I'll, uh, Tobias from Fresno beat me to the punch. But uh, Nick, Nick Saban has a bunch of um, uh, Mercedes-Benz uh, 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 car dealership, and I think that'll help with the NIL situation since, you know, the uh, DeBoer's, he's good with the NIL thing. And uh, if you look at it, it's, it's really it's really is it, if you look at, uh, Deboer and 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 and, and uh, Saban have the same uh, um, career tra- uh, trajectory uh, with the exception of uh, Saban being in the uh, going to the NFL because um, you know Deboer he started out at, at in an ni ni i whatever that's called and then he went to, you know he went to Fresno. You know, he did his thing there. You know, he went to Washington. He did his thing there. Now he's on the Alabama, which is kind of similar to what how uh, what Nick Saban did uh, uh, with going to Akron and then going to Michigan State and, you know, and and then LSU and so on and so forth. I think that's interesting. Um, but I'm excited about this 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 hiring because it, it's 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 ushering a, 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 in a, it's ushering a, 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 a new philosophy, you know, um uh, one of the things that one of the things that uh, Saban is guilty of uh, was loyalty, blind loyalty. You know, uh, 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 now with this new cat coming in, the board coming in, hey, there's no loyalty. I mean, not saying there's no loyalty, but everything's open. He's going to see what's Everything really going on. Everything
0: must be earned.
8: Yes. Everything must be earned. I don't know you from Adam. So, you know, uh, I, you know, I don't know how you get down. So everything's going to have to be open now. And I think that's going to, that's, that's going to cause real competition. The real people going to stand out and the ones that ain't with it. You're going to, you're going to fall, you're going to uh, fall behind. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about that. But lastly, do you know this man while in Washington beat Texas twice? In Alamo yeah. last year and and this year and both of them were excuse my French ass whoopings really on you know if, if, on paper really but uh, and 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 then he beat Oregon twice. I mean, come on, man! Th- this was the exact hire that we needed, and 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 I just t- tell you know uh, uh, you know Nation man, just be patient. Let's look and see what's going. Let's look and see how he gets down. Saban's still going to be there to put his imprint on things. As far as, you know, Isaiah Bond and all that, how can you leave and you just became a legend? Come on, man. Come on, man. And, 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 and uh, uh, that, 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 that wide receiver, that decommit, I, I'm hearing stories from my brother in Florida that he, he, he you know, uh, I'm not saying he recommitted or whatever, but he's, you know, he's listening. This is what my brother in Florida told me. I don't know if it's true or not. You know, he was trying to make me feel good or not. I don't know. You probably know more than me, but uh, I'm excited about this, man. I'm excited about this, and 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 being that it's the 12 uh, uh, team playoff, we have a little wiggle room. We have a little wiggle room with you know one or two losses maybe. Uh, so I'm excited about this. I say roll tide and um, thank you for bringing this information to
0: us, Steve. And you take it easy, brother. Appreciate Derek from Omaha calling in on a Friday to the show. We grab this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How are we feeling? State your name and where you calling from.
10: How are you doing, Steve. This is Jerry McCullum from uh, Gary, Nana. First of all, Happy New Year. And uh, I'm a longtime Alabama fan. My cousin played for Alabama in 2008. Uh, Rashad Johnson. So I'm a longtime Alabama fan. I uh, want to tell Nick Saban, thank him for all that he done for Alabama from the time he got here, 2007, and that I wish him and Miss Terry the best on their retirement. And uh, I called, I think, after Texas loss, and I told you that uh, usually I've been watching, you know, all Alabama teams through the years, that after about five or six games. Then Savin has them guys ready to play the last six because he's looking at the SEC championship and then the national championship. And if you and I know you know you watched watch the defensive team. they always jail and come around at the time when it's championship time. So uh, with the new coach wish him the best, I hope he can continue to win tradition at uh, Alabama and that the, the team will not jump ship and go someplace else, get this guy a chance and let's see what he can do and then uh go from there. Uh also I wanna to touch on this this Michigan game that uh that center, Sot McLaughlin. Now the the guy, the comedian Brown that's on Alabama Standard, he said something that registered this guy had five bad snaps, and all of them was at the time when we were going down to school. And he said, somebody better watch that guy. And then the next day, he jumps into the transfer portal. So that looks kind of shaky to me. But uh, Alabama fans, Steve, love Alabama, always will. And uh, for your show, man, keep it up. Good work. And have a blessed evening.
0: Appreciate Jerry calling in from the heartland, Indiana, taking time to be a part of the show here on a Friday. We grab this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How are we feeling? State your name and where you calling from.
11: I'm Quasi Perry from Houston. I'm a Texas A&M Aggie, and I got some great stuff to say. Go on ahead. Yeah, so let me tell you, I, I follow college football, not just the NCC, but um, I follow, like, all of it. Let me tell you something about this coach his offensive schemes, and, uh, and, and also the, his O.C., I think it's uh, Grubb, um, O.C. Uh, Nate Grubb, with their formation shifts and things like that, and what they do is going to bring some new razzle-dazzle to, uh, to the SEC. So, look, I was there for the Texas A&M versus uh, Alabama game when y'all came back to our stadium in, in, uh, after we beat y'all, right? That was a high-scoring game, and that's when Nick Saban kind of knew he had to start going to the spread offense. That was like a huge sea change for the SEC. I'm telling you, what he is going to bring with his offense is going to be crazy. Right? It's going to be good. And I'm telling you, Ryan Williams, you need to stay, bro. Look, so I got ties with Mobile, right? I used to go to South Alabama, and um, I do some work there. So, Ryan, if you're hearing this, listen and stay. Because look what he did with that trio of wide receivers in Washington with with Odon's but if Dunze McMillan and the other guy Polk, you're going to eat in this office, bro. You're going to eat, man. I'm trying to tell you. I know that you was thinking about A&M, and I love that you came here. But, bro, stay with them, man. Another thing, my son, one of the top, you know what I'm saying, young QBs coming up. Um, he's got a, you know, 50-mile-per-hour arm. he throw that stuff on the rope. So he's from – he's born in Gainesville, but I'm an Aggie, so there's two schools that I'm looking at him for in the future – it's Texas A&M in Florida, but guess what? If coach is still around, man, now Bama's up there, man. You know what I'm saying? I just texted him, man. He's ready to go. I'm trying to tell you I got a real dog. And also, don't forget about this as well. If You know your college football history. Nick Saban started at Kent State where he played, right? There was a coach that convinced Nick Saban, right, not to play baseball, right, and to come on as a G.A., That coach wound up winning the championship with Washington. He's called the dog father. Look that up, right? So if you don't think there's some sentimental stuff with that too, then you don't know college football. Yo, you know, family, all got somebody great. You know, Nick Saban's going to be there to make sure everything goes smooth with recruiting. Man, I got a coach in your hand. That's all I got to say.
0: Appreciate the call right there. Coming out of Houston, Texas, to the show here on a Friday. Kaylin DeBoer is the guy for Alabama football, the 28th head coach for your University of Alabama Crimson Tide to usher us into the post-Nick Saban era once again. DeBoer's plane is set to touchdown pretty soon if it hasn't already touched down and for Tuscaloosa. Regional Airport, his introductory press conference as the new head coach of Alabama football will be tomorrow, that being Saturday at 1 p.m. Central Time. But some super chats to get to right now. We're going to start off with the legend himself, the man Jimmy Cash Money Bucket Clay with the $17 donation, dropping that in there. And then we got Tony Miller. Remember time! Tony Miller with a $20 donation. And then we got Jason Haywood with a $5 donation. Putting that love in there. And then Dexter Wright follows up with a $5 donation. Appreciate all of you guys helping us out right here on the show, talking Bama football. Call topic goes to one Isaiah Bond. Uh, The marquee wide receiver, Rising Jr., who did file paperwork early today to put himself into the NCAA transfer portal. Bond, one of the top receivers for Alabama this past season, who became a legend, as we all have talked about, made the iconic 4th and 31 catch from Jalen Milroe in the back of the end zone in the Iron Bowl to beat Auburn 27-24, the play nicknamed Gravedigger. They play there from Isaiah Bond. But found the paperwork to put his name in the transfer portal. Hopefully, he removes his name from that after seeing who Bama just brought in as the new head coach. But we'll see what happens. We're going to take a break here, folks. When we get back, we dive into what could happen now that DeBoer is in here. How many coaches on the current staff will he keep? Does he bring his staff in from Washington? We'll make down that format right after this. We're out here at Alumni Hall in Tuscaloosa.
5: <laughs> oh, yeah. this. They- oh,
0: Gotta get this. Gotta get one of these right here. Can't rock that bam without this shirt right here, fresh pomo. You gotta also rock the all pink. Like Kanye West right there. Keychains gotta get you some keychains. University of Alabama keychains. I'm telling you, if you are a die-hard Alabama fan and you're looking for some big time apparel, this place has got everything. We're talking shirts, shoes, sweatshirts, uh, hoodies, cups, mugs, keychains. If you're just a Todd fan that has an itch to get more apparel, get more swag in your game, you come right here at Alumni Hall in Tuscaloosa, right here in Midtown Village. And also you can shop online. The link is in the description to get your gear right here at Alumni Hall. We also have new, fresh, exclusive TDA gear you can get right now at Alumni Hall that's in store or online. Hit that link in the description and search Touchdown Alabama to view
12: all of the available gear Hurry and get yours before they're sold out. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama.
0: All right, all right, all right, people. We're back rocking and rolling to the action. From the break on a Friday, TGIF edition of the show. Number one forum for Bama football news. In my own words, George truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown, Alabama Magazine. Kalen DeBoer, the new head coach for your Alabama football program. People are already gathering at the Tuscaloosa Regional Airport. That's the plane of Kalen DeBoer getting ready. Touchdown in Tuscaloosa. Appreciate you guys. Continue to hit that subscribe button. Tap that subscribe button. Hit the like button. Give us a thumbs up right here on the show. Make this your spot here for all things Bama football. But John, topic two, here's the big one. So, part one of Greg Burns' responsibility as athletics director. Get the new coach in here, right? Check that off the list. He's done that with Kaylin DeBoer. So now. You go part two here, and that's who do you keep on the current staff? Who does Keg and DeBoer bring in with him from Washington to be a part of the program at Alabama? So that's the move. Now, what's next? Part one's done for Greg Byrne. Part one's done. But what's next? And so the question we're asking ourselves is, what does Keg and DeBoer do? Does he does he bring a lot of his staff with him? From Washington to Alabama I mean you would think with DeBoer being an offensive mind does he bring Ryan Grubb his OC from Washington with him does he bring the wide receivers coach last name Shepard the guy really good does he bring him with him? does he bring his offensive line coach from Washington that helped the Huskies win the Joe Moore award does he bring that guy with him you have to ask these questions right and if that does come to fruition, if he does bring all three guys, will one guy shepherd that? That'd be just great because Alabama's previous wide receiver coach, Holman Wiggins, he's already at Texas AM. If you bring in Ryan Grubb as the OC, does that mean that Tommy Reese is out the door? Or do you hold on to Tommy Reese, make him a quarterback's coach? Because he's already got this chemistry with Jalen Milrow, so you gotta have you kind of have that question there. Of course, if you bring in the offensive line coach, you're telling Eric Wolford, "Hey, take stage left," which I'm not. I don't have any disagreement on that. If that was to have, if that was to happen, so it's does, Kangan DeBoer bring. Uh, his offensive staff, when you talk his O-line coach, his wide receivers coach, his offensive coordinator with him to Alabama from Washington, that's a big move there, and especially something for uh, Greg Byrne to consider. And you have to look at, of the coaches already on staff at Alabama, who do you keep? Like, who needs to be retained? And I got this list right here. I, I think first and foremost, if I'm Greg Byrne, I'm retaining t rock you can't let T Robb walk after you, you keep Travaris Robinson. You bump up his pay. You make him the defensive coordinator. You allow him to continue coaching defensive backs, but you keep T Rod. He's a guy that this whole program respects. The defensive players respect him. The offensive players respect him. A, a incredible recruiter. These young kids, they vibe with him. Uh, like I said, uh, you know, he's got. Defensive coordinator experience going back to South Carolina from 2016 to 2020. So you can't afford to lose T-Rob. You can't afford to. He's got these kids recruiting a lock. He's keeping these kids already in the program together. You got to keep T-Rob on staff. That's number one. Number two, I think you got to keep Robert Gillespie. What he's done with these running backs, he's been solid with them. He's been sound coaching them. Sound developing them. Sound recruiting them. You got to keep Robert Gillespie on staff. That's the running back coach. That's number two. Number three, you got to keep Joe Cox on staff. What he's done with these tight ends, recruiting them, developing them, molding them, you got to keep Joe Cox on staff. So that's three. T.E. Rob Gillespie, Joe Cox, you got to keep them. Now, some may say you got to keep Freddie Roach on staff. Uh, I, I, I'm kind of in the middle about Freddie. And I like Freddie. Good recruiter. But we haven't quite seen the monster development coaching in terms of defensive linemen from Freddie Roach. So I'm kind of in the middle on Freddie. Though some may say you, you want to keep Freddie, I, I'm kind of in the middle there when it comes down to Freddy. Now, Tommy Reese is the name where you kind of want to put an asterisk by because it's like, if DeBoer brings in Ryan Grubb, the O.C. that he had at Washington, uh, there's no room for Tommy Reese, unless you do something that you did last year. Last year, you made uh, Kevin Steele just a D.C. He was a position coach. He was just a D.C., and you had Robert Bala coach the inside linebackers. That, that was his spot right there. So you do something where if you bring in Ryan Grubb, Ryan Grubb, all he would have to do is call the plays. He wouldn't have to coach the quarterbacks. You would just have Tommy Reese coach the quarterbacks and recruit. You could do something like that. But would DeBoer be open to doing that? That's the only reason why I would kind of have an asterisk by Tommy Reese's name. Because there is some value with him. You could have him continue the development and the continuity he's got with Jalen Milrow. Along with recruiting, but it all comes down to does Ryan Grubb come in here? If of course you look at Robert Baga as your in, as your inside linebackers coach, I think you need to keep him, continue that continuity with him. I know Georgia Tech is trying to come after Robert Baga. My thing is, you you want to keep him here too because I think that's another California connection you got in recruiting Robert Baga from Oceanside, California. So those are just some names there that I would keep. I would look at keeping T-Rod, number one, keeping Robert Gillespie, keeping Joe Cox, keeping Robert Bala, Freddie Roach, I'm kind of on the fence about. Eric Wolfert, you just exit stage left with that right there, but we'll see what happens. We'll see how it boils down to, but there's a decision that's gotta be made. Who does DeBoer bring in here? Who does Alabama need to keep? We'll see what Greg Byrne comes up with there. But we take our final break from the show. Don't touch that down. We get back. We wrap things up with this discussion, and that being uh, you've got Coach Saban. Uh, well, never, never mind. Not, not the final discussion. We're going to go to calls. Thank you, John. We're going to continue taking more of your calls. We get to the phone lines. We take more of your calls right after this
12: what's up ladies and gentlemen this is marvin constant all sec linebacker and 1999 sec champion you are listening to in my own words brought to you by touchdown alabama magazine roll tide Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Witwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only 9 dollars and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to witwillsports.com and get your title towel today. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama.
0: All right, folks, we're back rocking and rolling into the action from the break on a Friday. Hottest show on the streets, dropping your Bama football news. The dawn of a new era. Kalen DeBoer, the new head coach, touching down in Tuscaloosa with the plane at the T-Town Regional Airport. Got his introductory press conference tomorrow, 1 p.m. A lot of excitement going on right now. A lot of excitement. Gotta show some love to Daryl Sanderson with a $20 donation, putting that love in there. And then my man DP, Don Parker, walks in here with a $5 donation. Appreciate that coming from Daryl Sanderson and Don Parker go to the phone lines to grab your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Now we're gonna call in to let your voice be made known. 205-448-1358. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from?
7: Jack from Savannah.
0: How we feeling?
7: Steven, how you doing it, even buddy?
0: I'm doing good, man. I mean, I know it was kind of weird at first on Wednesday, Nick Saban announced in the retirement, and then we're all like waiting on a blood test, trying to figure out who the next coach is going to be. But it's (laughs) Kaylin DeBoer. I'm excited about this. Very good offensive mind. Home run higher on paper. Want to see it come to fruition on the field. Saban will have an office upstairs to still help people out. This is good.
7: Guess what? Um, I, I, you know, I want another coach, but I'm content with this guy. And, uh, he won me over, by one thing, he wasn't scared to go to the edge. Landing, Stark, Kiffin, all of them scared to follow Nick. I like the boy because he would, he, he's not scared to take a chance. So I'm impressed with that, and I also impressed with his officers. Play calling. I know him and his OC was calling, um, calling plays. But every time i see seen Washington, I've seen him play three times, and the receiver was already open. So I like that part. Now, just I, I, have to worry about one thing: who is, who is, is defensive coordinator going to be? That's what I'm concerned about. No, because no,
0: J- calling no, a no, lot of no, points. Now, Jack, that the honorable thing would be Travaris Robinson. Bump him up, make him the defensive coordinator. Yep. Now, of course, there's yes, of course, there's fillers out there. Some people are thinking: Do you go to Georgia and bring back Glenn Schumann? Uh, do you go to Iowa and get Phil Parker from Iowa? There's, there's fillers out there, but I think the honorable move would be to bump up T. Rob to DC.
7: You know, something too, Stephen, and I'm a, I'm going to be a little petty right now because um. You know, I'm not an Auburn fan at all. Respect the players. But guess what? It'd be real nice if that Cadillac pull up the T-Town. And that would be a nice weekend for the whole week.
0: Man, but <laughs> Man, whoa. If, if, if Cadillac pull on in here, if Cadillac pull on in here, this will be the first time in the history of Auburn where, they, would have to, they wouldn't have. They would be able to roll the trees anymore. You're right.
7: Stephen, <laughs> I want to thank you for taking my call. Buddy, you and your family have a blessed day and a blessed weekend, okay?
0: Absolutely. Zach calling in from Savannah, giving his thoughts here on the show. I mean, if Alabama was to really go out there and get Cadillac Williams, Auburn Ar- 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 would not have a reason to roll Toomer's Corner again. I mean, think about that for just a small fraction of a second i don't think it happens but boy if you wanted to stick it to all would you do that man just just something think about that before i get off on a weird crazy tangent we got cool call topic right here and that being one ryan williams five star five star wide receiver in the 2024 class that reclassified for 2024 once committed to Alabama recently decommitted because of Nick Saban's retirement. With this news of Kaelin DeBoer as the guy, as the hire, as the coach, bama has got a great shot at getting Ryan Williams back on board. DeBoer, an elite offensive mind, wide receivers eat under him, a tremendous play caller, especially if he brings his OC, Ryan Grubb, with him. This could be really fun. And then when you talk about the guys that have come through Alabama and have been first-round picks at wide receiver, I think this is a move to get Ryan Williams back in the fold here. If I'm DeBoer, that's one of the first things I'm doing once the plane gets down. I'm reaching out to Ryan Williams, probably showing up at his house. Hey, we still got the stability. I'm the coach. Get on board here. Probably one of the first things I'm doing if I'm Coach DeBoer. But... We take this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from? Steven, this is Jimmy Clay. Jimmy, the man himself. Jimmy, what's going on? Oh, man, it's been been so emotional the past two days. Jimmy, it has been. It's been a roller coaster ever since Wednesday at 4 p.m. when Saban... Shocked everybody announcing his retirement. But afterwards, when you hear Saban's not stepping away, he's just stepping to the side. He's got the office up there at Brad denny He had a hand in bringing in Kellen DeBoer. He's still going to support the program. It makes you feel a whole lot better two days after the initial retirement announcement. Uh, yeah, but it's still just uh,
9: seventeen years, man. Seventeen years. I, I but don't... anyway, uh, I'm glad we got a new coach. I hope he does well. And you know me, man. I just always have a a very short conversation. But anyway, roll time roll.
0: Take care, buddy. Appreciate Jimmy Clay, Jimmy the Batman Clay, calling to the show, helping us out right here on a Friday. It is tough looking at, you know, Saban no longer having the whistle around his neck, Saban no longer with the straw hat out there on the field, but he is still a part of the program helping out the new era of Kalen DeBoer here. But we take this call. you live on the show. What's happening? How are we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. How you doing, Steven? Happy New Year to you, brother.
13: Happy New Year to you. Uh, this is Patrick. I'm calling from uh, Birmingham. And, uh, you know, I want to start off by saying I want to thank Coach Saban for, you know, 17 years of uh, just tremendous uh, football, uh, what he did for the state. You know, uh, you know, he did so much up in the enrollment at Alabama. You know, he brought uh, tons of uh, the, the uh, economy
7: boom while, while he
13: was here for the 17 years in coaching. And, uh, you know, glad he's going to be around. I think that's a tremendous move uh, by uh, Athletic Director Byrne. and I want to commend him on his job, too, in the search, but also by keeping Coach Saban around to be there to kind of help, you know, Coach DeBoer and his adjustment coming into the South, being a new coach in Alabama, kind of showing him, you know, who you need to keep on your staff or, you know, keep around you. And uh, one of the things I want to say, I heard uh, uh, Brock here, he was on uh, the next round earlier uh, with Jim Dunaway and Lance Taylor, and he said that um, – he, he called it right then. He said he said no way that – he said nothing against O.C. Grubb, but he said I think that – he said I know some stuff about him playing at Washington working for Fox Sports. He said they're going to look to go get a, a head coach because of what happened with Jimmy Lake, the guy, before DeBoer got there. He was saying how, you know, they kind of made a mistake bringing in an assistant, and this time they wanted to go with a season coach, so that's going to be huge for Bama if they're going to bring him down and Coach Shepard, the receiver's coach. And one of the things I think they should do, and I think he's going to probably do it, he's going to have to keep t Rob and Roach in some kind of way to keep them in the fold because they're so light with the players. Even if you have to bump him up and make him a co-defensive coordinator. But, you know, he can he can kind of show you. And, and I kind of liken that a lot to Petway. I don't know what you think about that. Petway was with almost every coach after Godfrey to help them on the staff and was also recommended by athletic, athletic director Greg Burns. So I think that's going to be huge. You know, the guy's uh, resume speaks for itself. He's been an outstanding coach. Uh, I like the hire, so you know I'm looking forward to. And I kind of want to get your thoughts. What you think about the hire, and you know, kind of what you see the staff shaping up, you know, coming up
0: in the next couple of weeks. Well, well, first off, Patrick, when I look at the hire, I I like the hire. I really like this Mm -hmm. hire. DeBoer has been a winner. Wherever he's gone, whether it's an NAIA program like South, like like So Falls, three-time NAIA champion right there. Came to Fresno State, did some good things at Fresno, and then when he got to Washington, Washington was a train wreck. It was bad. They were four and eight when he got there. It was terrible. And then two years, he's turned that thing around. Washington's on fire, 25 and three, and for two years under DeBoer. Last season, 14-1, and wins the Pac-12 championship, got to the college football playoff national championship game. DeBoer's a straight winner, offensive guru, worked his way up from receivers coach to quarterback coach to OC to head coach. DeBoer, this is a home run. This is a very strong move here. By Alabama, In terms of the staff, I see Alabama keeping T-Rob as the first name. I think they're going to keep T-Rob. I think they're going to keep Robert Mm -hmm. Gillespie. He's huge. I think you keep Mm -hmm. Joe Cox with the tight ends. I Look at what you mentioned about Freddie Roach, him and T-Rob, kind of doing a cold D.C. thing. I wouldn't mind that. Mm -hmm. I, I think the only thing is, if you bring Grubb with DeBoer, do you let Tommy Reese walk out? Or do you at least make him a quarterback's coach to some degree and keep that continuity there with Jalen Milrow? That would be a question. If DeBoer brings grub, uh, do you let go of Tommy Reese?
13: You know, my, my opinion with that is I, I know that uh, I think he probably would sit down and ask Tommy, you know, just, just me guessing, not knowing what they're going to do. Hey, do you want to do something, and would you accept a lesser role to keep you around with the job that you did, which is tremendous? To what, what you did with this guy from week two up until week 14, change, I, mean, after, I mean, after the USSF game, what you did with him, I mean, it was a tremendous job you did. So can we keep you around as a quarterback coach? Because what you did was outstanding with him. You know, I hate that, you know, we lacked depth, but we couldn't move our center to a guard and then have a center that could snap the ball. But, you know, um. I wonder would Reese accept something like that, you know, moving to a, a, a different a different uh position that he brings his guy grub in. I do think they're gonna have a long discussion about that, you know, and um I trying to understands the business, man. That's why those guys are paying a lot. So I think he wouldn't have any ill will with that because that's something that I don't think we, we we kinda was expecting maybe at some point coaches gonna leave, but when it just hits you like it hits you, you know, it's still kinda you know, it was kinda devastating, man. So, you know, even though you've been anticipating this coming, and his daughter actually tweeted about this a couple of months ago, she thought her dad may leave if he wanted, wanted Natty. So I think that, um, you know, I'm pretty sure they're going to have that discussion. And one other thing I wanted to add in his daughter is, a, is, is ranked 11th nationally as a softball player. And that came out today, too, that she may be coming down with him. And, you know, which Washington is a powerhouse just like Alabama. And I'm Absolutely. Coach was blown away. Absolutely. Yeah, I, so, I bet he was blown away when you found it. I see what about his dad when they come down with him and play softball.
0: I'm gonna say this. If I'm Patrick Murphy, I'm getting on the phone. <laughs> yeah. If right, I, D, look, right, look if, if, yeah. If, if 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 I am if, if I'm Patrick Murphy, I'm getting on yeah. the phone because of the, the you, you haven't won a softball title. Since 2012, yeah. uh, you haven't had the yeah, power man. you need to have in your lineup since Bailey Hempio left. If I'm Patrick mm-hmm. Murphy, I'm getting on the phone.
13: Yeah, man. Yes, yeah. yes, sir. You better believe. It. And she's in a she's an elite recruit, and I'm pretty sure cause, <laughs> because they said one of the attractions to Washington was that he was only going to have to walk, you know, 100 yards to go watch her play. And I think now that way is maybe like 400 yards away from the stadium, but at the same time, it's still relatively close. So. You know, uh, I think that's going to be a huge asset with him coming out here, bringing her in, you know, an elite player like that. And, again, man, like I said, man, you know, I'm excited about everything. Lord, the work that you're doing, brother. Uh, be blessed. I'm going to keep listening tonight. Everybody listen to the show, smash the thumbs up, get the likes up for Steven, and uh, continue
0: everything that you're doing, man. Appreciate you, brother. Road tide, man. Thanks, man. Patrick calling out of Birmingham. Appreciate that right there. We got Siobhan Pompey with the four ninety nine in the Super Chats. Appreciate Siobhan helping us out here on the show. All of you have been tremendous. All of you have been fantastic calling in. We take this call here. You're live on the show. What's happening? How are we feeling? State your name. Where are you calling from? Steven, this is Ryan from... from- La man, it's a pleasure to talk with you, Ryan. Man, I'm doing well. You, you got uh, the plane of of Kaylin DeBoer touching down at the Tuscaloosa Regional Airport. You got fans on a bone out there waiting to meet him. Uh, how are you feeling right now? I'm uh, I'm super excited.
9: Uh, I guess I'm like the rest of the uh, Bama Nation. You know, we were on pins and needles, and. Uh, and uh, Greg Byrne did what he said he was going to do. He's was going to get the coach in there fast, and uh, probably a good thing he did because it looks like a bunch of them were fixing to try to jump ship, and I was wondering if we were going to even have a team left for the
0: coming year. I mean, it, it, it was like waiting on the results of a blood test, but Greg Byrne, Greg Byrne got it done. Uh, and, and also, you, you got to give a lot of kudos. Jimmy Sexton's the godfather. The way that man yep. was able to move those chess pieces around, get Sarkeesian paid, get Mike Norvell paid, not have him come to Bama, get Dan Lanning paid, and then at the very end have his client, Kalen DeBoer, walk in here. you got to give a lot of credit to Jimmy Sexton. That, that that man moved some stuff around fast.
9: Yes, he did. I, I had two two observations to make. I, I watched uh, Washington play Texas, and uh, I'm thinking that, boy, it's probably a good thing that Holman Wiggins got out of the way when he did, seeing what's come to pass now, because those Washington receivers, man, if that ball got within, if they touched
0: it, they caught that son of a gun. I mean, they didn't drop anything. They just like – I'm telling you – I'm telling you, their wide receivers coach last name Shepard, I'm hoping he comes with DeBoer. That dude develops receivers. He
9: needs to bring him with him. And uh, another thing on 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 the recruiting, yeah, he he uh, he. You know, uh, DeBoer was a receiver in college and a pretty good one, even if it was at a small college. So uh, I guess that's where he gets his offensive mind from. But yeah, he he needs to go down. He needs to meet with the team first, and then the second thing he needs to do is is uh, fly down to uh, Sarah Land and uh, talk to Ryan Williams, get him back, shore it up, get him back in the fold. And um, I'm I'm just telling you, I'm just uh, I'm excited, uh, Stephen.
0: I I mean, th- this is gonna be one of the most exciting A days Ryan coming up in a long time. This is – uh-huh. everybody needs to pack that bright, – pack bright Denny out this A-Day because this is brand new, brand spanking new. Like going back to 08 where it was new, it was Saban's first recruiting class, Mark Ingram, all those guys, you got to pack it out like that again because this, this is a brand new regime.
9: Yeah, and, wh- and one more thing uh, kind of on the recruiting front – and, uh, you know, there's not too many negative things you can say about Saban, especially when it came to recruiting. But one thing I think he might have rubbed some people in the state um, a little short with was, um, you know, when you've got four-star players in the state, um, why, why do you give a scholarship from taxpayers' money of the state of Alabama, why do you give a scholarship to kids from Canada and Germany when you've got, you know, the equivalent players right here in the state? I think he kind of rubbed a few people wrong with that, but uh, maybe Coach DeBoer will uh, put a little more emphasis back on the state of Alabama and the football players right here at home.
0: I mean, and he, he's going to have to, Ryan, especially with uh, not just 2023, 2024, which those two classes, ton of talented players from the state of Alabama, but 2025's got some dudes in the state. 2026 yeah. has got some dudes. So the, the, these yeah. next couple of classes, this state of Alabama is chock full of talent for the picking, and you got to make sure you get all of those kids or at least as many as you possibly can. Yep. Well, Stephen, it's been a pleasure
9: to talk to you, man. I wish you the best. Roll tide, and let's let's uh, let's kick it this year. Let's let's pack the stadium out for a day. Show the coach and the and the uh, and the nation as a whole that hey, Alabama ain't dead. We got a new we got a new coach,
0: but we're gonna keep right on rolling. Appreciate Ryan calling in from LA, giving us his thoughts here on the show, folks. I'm telling you, this show reaches across the landscape. New York, L.A., Fresno, Mobile, Texas, everywhere. Everywhere, man. Everywhere. We gotta give, oh man, we gotta give a shout out, Erica B. Airbrush Designer with a $5 donation. And Erica B. was the one that designed the, in my own words, cleats. That are right here in studio. So gotta show some love to Erica B. Donating to the show right here. Unbelievable. Fantastic. Gotta love that. We're gonna take our final break here, folks. When we come back, we get into the conversational discussion to wrap up off why it is so pivotal for Nick Saban to remain and be a part of the program in a different capacity. It may not be the coaching capacity, but why is it so pivotal to have Nick Saban remain in Alabama in this capacity? We'll talk about it after this.
1: I'm Alec Moore. you're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith on Touchdown Alabama YouTube channel.
12: Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. What's going on? This is Benny Bites.
8: I'm the founder and owner Touchdown Alabama. And you guys are supporting one of the only independent outlets covering Alabama football today. No other sports, no
1: networks, just Alabama football. Roll, tie, roll.
0: All right, folks, we definitely appreciate all of you checking out the show today, donating the conversations, the energy. We'd have to spend time with all of you on the hottest show on the streets, number one forum for Bama. Football news, in my own words, George Trilling, Stephen Smith of TDA, the plane of Kaelin DeBoer, landed Tuscaloosa Regional Airport, the dawn of a new era. DeBoer at 49 years of age, the new head coach for your Alabama Crimson Tide. Once again, he's got his introductory press conference tomorrow. 1 p.m., I will definitely be at that. Got my questions prepared to usher in the new coach, so we'll be at at that. But final discussion here of conversation, folks. Coach Saban, even though he will not have the whistle around his neck and the headset on and uh, the straw hat on, you know, on the field from the coaching perspective anymore, after 17 tremendous years at the helm, uh, it is... Special that he chose to not walk away but just step to the side in a sense of uh, still wants to support this program in any and every way he can. Have an office above Brian Denny Stadium to where he can still be uh, a beacon of light, a beacon of wisdom and a wealth of knowledge. This is so critical, y'all. He's gonna have a chance to help a young coach learn how to navigate the SEC. In biblical references, Saban's being the Moses to the Joshua of and Deborah in a biblical reference. In a biblical reference, Saban's being Paul the Apostle to young Timothy in a biblical reference. Dad's a pastor, so I got to give some biblical references here. So that's what Save is doing in this sense with Kaylin DeBoer. It, 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 it's awesome. It, it's awesome to see this. It's phenomenal to see this. And for him, like you guys mentioned, he could, from this perspective, work on putting more parameters on NIL, you know, helping players with NIL. He could help out with that. You know, he can do more so things from a CEO mindset. Saber could do that now. So just having his mindset within the program, just having his personality, having the wealth of wisdom, of knowledge that he brings uh, and that he's gotten from being around and being a part of Alabama football for you know, 17 years and being able to pass that down to Cain and DeBoer. Folks, I'm excited. I mean... This A-Day and having, saved been a part of this A-Day coming up, goodness, uh, tomorrow, you know, having, saved been a part of, of this introductory press conference of Kang and DeBoer, like, I, I, I am energized right now. I mean, I mean, to see what's going to transpire, what's gonna happen, how is this thing gonna work here? It, it's about to be a phenomenal ride a phenomenal experience. And for me to be born in the final era, in the, to, to be born in the final years of uh, the Jane Stallings era and then for me to grow up in the uh, du Bois in, in the DuBose, Bose, Mike Price, uh, Mike Schumer era. And then for me to cover the entire era of Nick Saban Just find myself very blessed to be in the situation that I've been in. And now to be able to usher in Kalen DeBoer and cover this era, it is about to be exciting for, for yours truly, but also you of the Alabama football family. So have Nick Saban remain a part of this and bring the support that only he can bring. I am pumped up about that, but... As always, folks, you want the best in news, notice, information, material on your favorite program, that being Alabama football. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama magazine app. You download the app from the iPhone app store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you got the Android phone. For your audio needs, check us out. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker. Tune in to radio, overcast.fm, I Heart Radio, Google Play. We got you covered there, folks. We appreciate all of you checking out the show today. All the calls, all the donations, all the likes, all the chatting, all the energy. Appreciate all of you for what you do here. Got to thank my man, John Ivory, in the production studio, handling things from behind the scenes. And, folks, as always, husbands, Love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing there to not be bored. You get yourself those three party meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. You get behind the new man, the new coach in De DeBoer for your Alabama football program. Until next time, folks, I'm your man Stephen Smith, and you've been listening Them Own Words.